This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, welcome to another This Life podcast. This Bob. Life, my hey, friends. Man. What's happening, buddy? Here we are. Uh, I have some This Life issues. So after we do our intro, let's jump right in. All right, two quick things. Our friends at ApexM, don't forget them. They uh, In Control Medical is their website, and they produce a product at ApexM that uh, really is an effective way of avoiding medication and surgeries for women with urine distress, urinary incontinence. Uh, pretty much every woman that has a pregnancy has the glory of dealing with that at some point in their life. And I know when I was in training, we did lots of surgeries. Sneezing on that stuff. can cause urination. Right. Sneezing, Do you know that, Dr. Sneezing, Drew? laughing, all that stuff. <laughs> Playing tennis. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, it, and this this is a device that really retrains your, your muscles. And uh, it, it just, it's, I'm so happy. I, I had to do some of that same stuff after my prostate surgery. So did I know you? how important this stuff can be. Great. Hold on, Emily. I hear you. I hear you. I, Emily's about to jump in with Kegel Camp. I know she's, <laughs> oh, I know, nice. I know she's I actually, ready to go with that. interesting. Usually I, I am, but I have something else to say. That is Emily from Sex with Emily. You want to talk about it real quick? Well, I was just going to say that, that, that in France, yes. post, postnatal care for women, a huge thing that has a big part of it is using this kind of device for women to work on their retrain PC their muscles bladders, or retain yeah. their bladders. And, kind of, yeah. here and their like, orgasmic function everything. Everything. No, and now here, they go, we'll sew you back up, you'll be fine. Yeah, they're like, we'll sew you back, have a good time. Oh, we didn't tell you about the leaky diapers yeah. and everything. Like, we didn't tell you about that. So you, you actually have to do this if you want to repair and you want to have, you know, urinary incontinence. But also for women without children, I just want to say you can still sneeze and pee. <laughs> well, as you get older, that, that's what I've always said. We'll talk about this in the podcast. Right, so, okay, right. but as you get older, a lot of that stuff comes with women being a female. You don't want to be a female. Well, anyway. And also our friends at Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. Again, they are in Great Falls, Montana. Beautiful environment. They are therapies. First of all, they have top-notch professionals. I've vetted all these people there. They that are, they've been around for 32 years. That's right. Absence-based treatment. And they, if you had to give a tip to people about rehab, if it's been around for, for 10, 20 years, a, that's my, a good 20, sign. 20 is a good sign. But no, and these also, rehabs around nowadays do been open for nine months. Oh, forget it. But the other thing is, do does the sober community support it? Are there meetings there? Things like that. Do they come? People meet there and support there. Yeah. Offer spot, and or or are they at least embraced by the sober community? I, you know, do you you don't have to have the meetings at your facility. You can go to the you know obviously twelve step meetings in your community. But are, are they embraced? Is that treatment center thought of well Is it integrated with the community? Yeah. Um, all right. So our guest today, uh, Cindy Kaza, is still with us. Thank at, you for having at me. Medium Cindy Kaza, and as I said. Sex with Emily at sex, sexwithemily.com's website. Yeah. And Twitter, Twitter handle. And Instagram, and Snapchat. All Sex with Emily. We should Snapchat. No, it's all at Sex with Emily. <laughs> we should Snapchat now. It's my new thing. And so. What about, uh, what's the thing Andy Dick does? Telescope. Do you telescope? Periscope. 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 Yeah, I, I've dabbled. I've <laughs> dabbled in Periscope. Telescope. Well, yeah, similar. Yeah. Periscope, whatever. It's hard to keep track these days. So, Dr. Drew, pregnancy yeah. and sex. Yeah, Let's what about talk it? about it because it's going on at my house and I need to know some info. There's so, no. So there's a pregnant well, how person. Is it going <laughs> what, uh, you my having... girlfriend is pregnant. Oh, with your and, child? Yes. Oh, of congratulations. Yeah, wow, yeah. you never it's know. Great. Okay. You never know. Congratulations. You do never know in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, congratulations. And she seems to have an increased libido. Right. What, what stage of the pregnancy is she? Second trimester. Good for her. Yeah. Usually really? it, doesn't, it doesn't kick into the third trimester usually. Oh my God, I could never do that. Isn't there a little person in there? No, you Bob, have. what's the matter with you? <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> what's 
raised in orange in a behind a we Republican had, curtain. We had three people in there in a high risk pregnancy. <laughs> it did not stop well, her. No, but it makes sense that her libido can be boosted because estrogen, progesterone levels rise, so it makes sense. Yeah, okay. some but women some women shut down from progesterone and some women go up. With yeah, it. Okay. and then there's also the all the pressure on that whole pelvic architecture that can kind of you know things get, get swollen. Again. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, so it's both so hormonal. What and, I want to uh, know is because I am a prude as much of a rock and roll guy as I present. I just don't want to do anything wrong with the little guy in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, the only thing you have to worry about is STDs. Don't, you don't yeah, expose yeah. that. And Which there is UTIs, you know, up coming Okay, around. but she, should pay, she has to pay attention to that anyway. What if you don't like cranberry juice, Drew? What do you do? You have to take antibiotics. Yeah, do for not UTIs. take cranberry yeah. juice. <laughs> no. That's when you end up in the hospital no, with a kidney for, infection. No, for for urinary health ongoing. Listen, ongoing. Emily, once, Emily once thought it's that gone. Emily ended yeah. up in a three months, two weeks in the hospital. My, yeah, because yeah, exactly. Not trying to drink cranberry juice out of the infection, but once the infection's gone, you're always told cranberry juice. Drink It'll cranberry. acidify your urine is a, is a helpful thing, but it's not. It's not going to. What what other things Should do we go back that to, to your sex? urine? Well. Uh, certain medical conditions and aging and stuff like that, but mostly it's the it's trauma of during intercourse of pushing bacteria. No, I up know, into I the don't bladder. mean caused by causing it. What what other it? things to prevent it as you, in between? It, you know, you nothing? can't. No, not really. I mean, there's there's, uh, there's lots of, of fluids. Yeah, lots go of to fluids. The bathroom after sex, right? You know, don't hold but, your urine in, and right. again, watch the trauma to that. Oh, area pregnant women don't hold their urine in, Drew. How right. long has it been since you've been around that? But are you asking about like <laughs> also certain positions you think yes, that are best? Yes, okay, so. Typically, the woman, I mean, she can tell you if she's experiencing any pain at all, she should stop. No pain, but a woman, woman, woman on top is great because are, are women aware of when they're getting trauma to that urethral area? I hope that they're paying attention to it. Can you, you, you know? can feel that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. De- oh, yeah. I mean, when you when you're having trauma, even when it you're not hurt, pregnant, you can feel you like can you can No, but right. but you can also not be painful, and I'm wondering if they're just aware of how to limit trauma to that region. Yeah, I mean, well, so how you limit it is you do the positions where you have con- where she would have control. So, woman on top, she can control the range of motion, the depth you know the, how fast she's going stuff like that so she's definitely in control and spooning is a great position as well yeah the spooning position because it's like just much more gentle but i'm a little worried body. that he's gonna be rejecting his girlfriend right when she really I did, is okay yeah, so yeah. You go back to that there you're you like go. no i'm gonna well the, a lot of why men, we're here to talk to a her. lot of men have that fear that well if i'm my penis i'm gonna be hitting the kid's head and he's gonna <laughs> brain, brain damage that's what you're thinking i know you guys are all laughing you're thinking that's no stupid. because i'm not, no i'm t- i know exactly guys call love line with that all the time and we laugh at them yeah exactly we're laughing We're at not, you about yeah. Well, I'm just saying that, no, you're, you're, you're just like a lot of guys who think, it why would It just doesn't you? seem like there's a little thing growing in there. We got to get them going. I mean, no, there is no, unless she's in pain, there are no studies that say that it's going to harm the child. Okay. And in fact, in fact, a lot of times for late childbirth, they say if, if to she's To make late, it happen. They I say know, they can happen, have some sex. Also, yeah. flooding her system with all those good oxytocin she's hormones. She's masturbating. Okay, right? It's all good for her. Yeah, okay, great. orgasms, and all good. So I'll participate then. Yeah, okay, you've convinced me. Okay, good. Okay, great. Rejecting her. I feel so bad for your girlfriend. I'm not I'm just very cautious. He's pre-rejecting, but we're stopping it right now, this so it won't happen. No, Emily's got so many ideas of other things you could do, by the way. Weren't you taught that girls are fragile, Let me tell you Drew? this. No. Sex is not just about intercourse. It's about intimacy. Yeah. So there's other things that you can do that don't include your penis no, I understand that. She in fact brought a whole that. box of stuff here. I did. I brought toys. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you, you said, is there anything that can go wrong? Also, if you know, talk to your obstetrician about it. Make sure there's no special risks in your particular pregnancy, preterm labor, that kind of we're stuff. We're there can. all the time. We're there Dave, yeah. on Friday. Guess what? So 18 weeks. Yeah. At the 16-week point, couldn't see whether there's a penis or vagina. 18 weeks. That's when you tell. 18 Both? weeks. Yeah. Right? So it's either a... Large clitoris or a very small penis. We still can't tell. <laughs> well, babies are supposed I'm to have very small clitoris, penis. I'm going for large clitoris, but no. <laughs> so now we're going to know in two more weeks. But the woman for 45 minutes, the nurse was moving it around going, I can't, what do you think? It's up to you guys. What do you think that is? And I was like, like that's an either or right there. Go well, back me, in a week or Let two. me go to a quick email here. It's from uh, Natalie. She's talking about whether or not somebody can get uh, addiction to a person. Yes, and where they could absolutely. look like where they could look like a drug addiction. This kid's absolutely. also smoking pot and stuff, but just, we don't know how much. But he's angry, withdrawn, depressed, and the family has this feeling as though he's in a cult. And I've always told people that you know abusive relationships, which whenever you're severely addicted to somebody, it's sort of it's quasi coercive, um, can look like a cult of two. You know, yeah, you're you're nodding vigorously. What's going on, Cindy? Well, I disagree. You can be addicted to a person or a relationship and I find two 
people that have addiction problems tend to become addicted to love or addicted to relationships as well. And again, trauma is a common yeah. I- sort of issue that sets people Heal, up for yeah, sex yeah. and love addiction. Yeah, absolutely. You guys watch the, the Judd Apatow series Love? You would yes, love this. Uh, yes, I've you seen like more it? of it. Yeah, I love it. But it goes, it goes as it goes on. The J- Gillian uh, Jacobs, is that her name, character really unravels, and it's about it's about the guy who is the main character, the actor, and his actual wife wrote it. It's about her. Yeah, we were it, talking about with Andy's on it, right? Yes, we were talking yeah, with Andy yeah. about it. And uh, it really chronicles sex and love addiction very nicely. It, it, it does not, Did you see the ultimate thing on the news the other day? What happened in San Bernardino or whatever? The guy with his girlfriend with the gun. Did you see that? Uh-oh, yeah, no, what happened? I think I did, yeah. And he shot her and then shot himself right live on television. Oh, no. And this is, and you know what it was all about? She didn't like him anymore. And so I thought of you when I... When it, no, no, that's what you're saying. Your kids are calling into Loveline saying it's time. It's oh, time. Oh, yeah, that it's whole time. thing. It's, it's thankfully... It was that. It was played out on but, television. But, but I want to tell you, I'm glad you brought it up like that, Bob. I, I, all, with the way I describe it, it sounds like it's a sinister kind of a stalking. I don't want to give that impression. These, these are kids who are just sort of goofy and lost. They call it love. I, I call it they stalking. They call it love. It they is love addiction love. and stuff, and I call it stalking, but it's not stalking that, the way people think about stalking. I, I have a pretty... Just the way we have a broad yeah, yeah. Swa- swath for what out Alcoholism is. I have a broad swath for what stalking is too. I mean, okay, but, these, so but these are stalking. You didn't behaviors. see this thing? No. Mm-hmm. I have a question too. I mean, I, uh, to Doctor Drew, you know, when you fall in love, it releases chemicals yep. into your body, yep. right. and that's what I think we become addicted to True. is that well, feeling. Justin, I, there's some of that, and and Dopamine. women women are particularly prone to that, and they will even. I was. Uh, I've got a again a website that I refer to called centerforhealthysex.com. The clinical director there was telling me. She wrote some stuff, which I thought she, she got an upcoming book. She had me read it. And I'm very impressed by it. And she was talking about how women particularly will use the oxytocin and the dopamine surge that you get with connection, and they, they'll jet, um, amp it up through sex. Yeah. And so men don't know that's happening. They don't know what that is. They don't understand you. So men get a certain reward from sex. It's much more similar to cocaine or drugs. Right. Women get this other thing, this connection, the attachment. That's also. why I always tell That's not a real attachment, but it's no. sort of a, a, a high. Chemical. A high. Yeah. It's Chemical. a high on it. You convince it, yourself that, yeah. you know, and you, you tend to overlook the red flags waving in the distance. Oh, yeah. And you sex with someone too soon, you're thinking, I can't see any of that because well, I'm attached. What's even more interesting is how women can serial do that and kind of know they just want the attachment and yeah. then use sex as that and know that they're going to feel bad the next day when it's not still there right that breaks my heart women do that it's just mm-hmm. such a that's such I, it's so that's hard. what the girl's doing on the show right yes that you love. Well, that's why so, with the love show, love yeah, show. Very I, mean, much. I think that that's why um, so many women and men have a hard time with um, with relationships and attachment and when you have sex too soon because you just um, you you do get attached and you were saying before that I was going to say something you get, it gets confusing you we'll have women leave it behind oh. that, that part they, they, they'll that they'll get that high with the attachment and then knowing that this isn't gonna, they, they know right. it bad but situation they know they're using this, sex this to do it. I was going to say, yeah. this, you reminded me, there was a study I saw last week about how the significant men and women, after they have one night stands or casual sex, they're more likely to feel much more depressed after. And even though they know that, they keep doing it again and again to get that high, to get that attachment, yep. to get that affirmation. Yep, 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 yep. Much and, like a drug addict. Yeah. Right? And, no. And, and it can yeah. get bad. It can get very, very bad. Yeah. You and I have talked about this yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for, uh, for Emily? Cindy? Oh, geez. Yeah, actually. Recently I'd... seemed to be divorced. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we can go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> kinds here. Okay, so, so getting divorced. You're I'm supposed single. to say congratulations. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet, but <laughs> but yeah, you know, I am going through a divorce. It's almost final, and I'm I'm feeling like sex is the last thing on my mind. I just am like, this box is locked, and I don't know for how long it's locked. Right. No, I hear you. <laughs> but that's... I don't want to be that way because I know that maybe that's unhealthy as well, but I'm not sure. You know, I've never I... been divorced before. It's my no. first time. Okay, that's totally healthy, first of all. If you were saying, I just want to go out and sleep with every guy in my midst, then I'd be concerned. Yeah. So the fact that you're like, I'm not really ready yet at all. I'm going through to paid. For... You're not even divorced yet, or you are divorced? It's, it's almost over. Yeah. Okay, so it would make sense that right now is going to be some self-care, looking at the relationship, what you learned from it, what you want in your next partner, and just like, you know, rebuilding your life without yeah. sex. Do, but do eventually f- when you're ready, and I give you a toy, just kidding. She makes it rain But toys. here's the thing, like, you know, in a few months, who knows, six months, you might, you know what, I'm, you'll have a day where you'll be like, I'm ready. I yeah. think I want to date again, but right now, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like a sexual anorectic? Has it ever been an issue before? No, it's never okay. been an issue before. Right. So no, I don't feel that way. starting new and meeting new people. You're yeah. like, I don't, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, but I think, you know, what it is is also a healthy fear of having that. Right 
uh, false okay. feeling of love or yeah. that emotional connection when I'm not ready and, and, and not ready to get involved in that. You or, know, and right? also not ready to recover if it doesn't work out. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. what it is. Yeah. It's healthy. Just you know, yeah. stay away from it. I'm glad I'm healthy. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, you know. When, if it's not, if it goes on for three years and you're like, I don't well, know. Let me pose you a hypothetical and see if it's healthy to All you. Because right. I think in Southern California, it is healthy. When you're doing it, it feels very unnatural. Recently was Easter. And so, you know what Elvis, my son, had? He had me and my pregnant girlfriend and his mom and her boyfriend that she's moving in with. All five of us, Easter breakfast together. Love it. Getting along and whatever. So you feel that kind of, Healthy. that's the way to do it. I, I think if the kids are okay with it and they're okay with your partners. I think the hardest part of divorce, oftentimes we overlook, is not just the separation of the parents. That's a really hard thing to yeah. get through. But when they, you guys bring in a new partner. Emily's mm-hmm. been through this. Yeah, like six you times. You want to talk about it? So. <laughs> Seriously, tell them. Tell well, uh, well, each one of my parents were married. My parents got divorced when I was eight. And then they each one got remarried two times after that. I attended four of my parents' weddings before I was 25. And well, let me one up to me, you. too. But let me <laughs> one up you. I'm going to one up her. But, okay. My mother was the maid of honor at her Hu- divorced husband's wedding to his new right. wife. See, okay, how that's fucking awesome. crazy! Wait, this is, is that? your mother, but sister mom. Is- this is his sister <laughs> mom. Please <laughs> add that piece. His his sister mom was the maid of honor. Okay, and at, how did you feel? at her husband's next wedding? Sister mom. How did that make you feel? It just makes me feel like it's a miracle I can walk and chew gum at the yes. same time. Right. Well. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm saying, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so no, I know I you come from the same kind of world no, that no. I come from. Oh, no, no, no. Emily was a much more even manic world. Yeah. Even Not so manic. antisocial, war torn, all yeah. that stuff you guys I mean, through. but what I'm saying is, what I, all I'm saying is that how, how, did your, how did Elvis react to that? Was he it, does a strange thing where he talks about Kevin, that's, that's uh, my ex's right. boyfriend, a lot as if he's wanting to talk about it. So I talk about it with him. Right. I say, so you always, you know, you're talking about Kevin. Let's talk about Kevin. I love Probably Kevin. Right. Kevin's great. It confuses right. him, I think. He's I think five? That, yeah, yeah, he's five. So I think that no matter how much you talk to him about this is, it still makes him feel like this isn't like other mommies and daddies. I, I right. would I would think about it, I, I, again, this is not my area of expertise, but my instinct is I would think about it much the way he talks about the Easter Bunny. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to make sense of it in his own ways. Yes. Remember? Right. That's what I recognize. That's yeah. what he's doing. So yeah. I talk about it. And then uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but so we're the first divorced family in our circle of friends and really? his school okay. and everything like that. And I just say, yeah, we're the first one so far. No, but I have to say that to me, if the parents can get along still, that's great. Yeah. Cause obviously the worst thing that happens when the parents bad mouth each other to the children, like mm-hmm. that's where, but if the divorce, you know, has been a, has been a, I don't know, peaceful, but your kid There's was not traumatized. There's a lot more peace and love Okay, so you guys harmony. can get along and get together yeah. and then just, you know, I think the mistake my parents made was they would just date someone and then my dad would like, bring, like I saw him on Sundays and Thursdays, like here's someone else I was dating and then you'd get married and they weren't, they didn't make choice in the best partner so I but didn't that, want to around them. But how problematic for you as a woman too. That was so, seeing was, him just use Well, but like, she wasn't yeah. even a woman then. Well, how was, old was well, the first time? The first time I was like 13 and his second wife was oh, like, yeah, uh, eight, when I was 18 and then he died when I was 20. That's oh, a whole yeah. other host issues, but, um, but so I think again, if you if he's comfortable with it and you guys all get along and you're not like forced, like the thing that my parents would do is like I want you to treat this person like they're your dad or your mom, and they would like force yeah. these step parents on me, and then they'd be gone. So I think if you handle it like you sounds like you're doing it in the right way. That I don't to. think that's messed up. Like, I don't think there's a perfect way to do it. No, but the, everybody's well, trying. But you are all you have a daughter. She's not like a fly by night. I mean, you're having a daughter with her. Yeah, a kid, yeah. not a daughter. Well, hopefully a daughter. Yeah, sorry, a hopefully a, a large clitoris daughter. <laughs> right, dude. So much better than a small penis. <laughs> it sounds so wrong. I don't know. <laughs> this is <laughs> taking a turn. No, this is going to happen. This is modern day relationships. People get divorced. They get into other ones. So how do you handle it? The best way to handle it is to be, you know, healthy relationship. Relationships, all, all of you, all around, that you're talking, communicating. Okay, yeah. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest podcast or interaction with drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction per se. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as physician in this environment. 
The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the sites or podcasts. Hey, welcome back to This Life Podcast. Uh, I, I want to remind people about our friends at Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. Again, up there in Great Falls, Montana. And uh, they're very proud of their equine therapy. And I'm very proud of the... Uh, the history of this program with 30 years of abstinence-based treatment. They yeah. persevered staying just abstinence-based. Uh, they're professionals that use the equine therapy are, uh, with the Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship International, PATH certified instructor. But uh, mostly I'm interested in the quality work that the professionals all do there and the integrated teams they have. So if you're serious about your recovery, you can head up there and you cannot leave, which is what they That's what I like. It. I like that. Cindy, when we were growing up, uh, you had some other marriages? Well, yeah. My uh, my parents divorced when I was three, and my father got remarried to my stepmom. My mom was married and divorced four times, so I can relate. Oh. Okay, I can relate. I'm nothing I can relate. Nothing. I'm not even um, but, you know, is it, it, is, it is difficult. It's by chance we're in the helping field here? It's difficult, yeah. The four of us, yeah. And, you know, I know uh, through my mom's marriages, for my brother and I, and my brother's still here, you know, we both were like, when we got married, Married, we're like we're never getting divorced we're not going to be like her and right. we both got divorced you know oh. but, yeah, but my brother just got divorced he thought no way yeah, to see that years, but yeah. yeah i mean it does affect you you know and to, to i also understand the the step parent thing and it's it's not easy yeah no, it's not easy yeah it's a hard role i have another email this is from ken and i can i can get the weeds in this one a little bit this is specifically for me so let me read it to you uh prostate questions psa has been 4.4 4.7, three days apart. One month later, 4.6, free PSA of 17%. I have asked for a biopsy and wonder if there are any other tests to consider. Ooh, he was raised by a Taoist priest. Oh, wow. he's, he's educated in Eastern medicine. Hmm. <laughs> Ken, I, I would just say, unfortunately, I don't know, he doesn't say how old he is. And again, uh, everything I say here is really not me. Listen to your physician. That's the bottom line. I mean, let me just say in generalities, what you got to worry about is the rate of increase of your PSA. Mine went from one to four in a year. Four is still normal. He's just outside of normal range here at this Mm -hmm. 4.7. And first order business might be an ultrasound if you have any suspicious areas. Still, you might want to, you know, be treated for prostatitis. What they typically would do is treat you for prostatitis for, with two weeks and then repeat the PSA. Maybe even do it again, then repeat the PSA, and then maybe even wait another three or four months before they go to biopsy. You don't want to rush to biopsy. It's it's, it's a biopsies are for real. It's it's not a it's not a trivial thing. More questions? Go to PCF.org. That is the Prostate Cancer Foundation. PCF.org. Uh, they have lots of resources there. But ultimately, see a urologist. Do what he or she says for you to do. Uh, biopsy is great. We'll give you really a lot of definitive information. And then we can talk about what to do after that. That's the Dr. Drew I worked yeah. with for years <laughs> in a hospital. <laughs> so right. here's the thing. You know what we need to do a show about? While you were talking, I thought of this. <laughs> this, this, no, this hepatitis C drug. Oh, yeah. Right? Which one? The, the one that cures the it? The one that cures it, That's yeah. $10,000 per, per pill? Yeah, it's, it, but people are getting cured of it. But I think a lot of people that don't ne- not necessarily need it are, are anxious and thinking they're going to die if they don't get that medicine. Yes. Do you understand? Because when do. I I noticed that you wanted to know his age, yeah, it's, his age it's, plays a big big well, part of that. A, a lot of things. Uh, yeah, yes, prostate cancer particularly you treat differently at different ages, and the the inter- you might even. But interpret I have twenty something kids that have hepatitis C. And they're so worried they're going to die if they don't get this medicine. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's le- kind of crazy. Kind of crazy, but a legitimate issue. I mean, if they have any continued activity of the virus, in other words, they have they have chronic C and there's inflammation, their risk of liver cancer is high. I know, but they get... High. That's what qualifies you to get the medicine. They're not getting authorized for oh, the medicine. Oh, okay. And they're just, well, good. And you they're in their 20s. Yeah, you don't want to take a medicine that you're not... That, that you don't this, need. This is one thing that people don't get. There, there's, a, there's a threshold after which the risk of treatment is worth the risk. Like I was telling you about the prostate biopsy. That's a risky thing. You only do it when it's warranted. It's not. That's it's, what I it's routine, but it's risky. Same thing is true of putting a Tylenol on your mouth. You've got to, everything has to be assessed as a risk-benefit analysis. And if People the don't risk, get that. And, it, and there's a cost-benefit analysis in real estate. Well, that's what the hep C drug it is. But there are some other stuff, ways of treating it without that super expensive medicine too. But Stop point smoking is, is what I say. Stop, stop drinking. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Well, now these are 12 step people right. and and they're smoking and yeah. they're they got denied for right. their whatever the name of the drug is and i was like you know you're 20 something right what's up Cindy? worry about it 
Oh, nothing. I was just well, the stop Sus- smoking thing. I was oh, Sydney's <laughs> the middle of it. Are you trying? Are you? I was divorce smoking. That's what I was calling oh. it. And then I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel good. I think I need to quit this. Remember what I told you about chronic gum use? Me? I, oh, you know, you're the gum. I just have TMJ or whatever, but I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Nicotine gum. Yeah. yeah, people that start smoking under He's the He's the one that told me, just chew the gum, because I kept trying to stop and start and stop and start because we worked in rehab. It's so hard not to smoke. Right. How right? long have you been on the gum? 11 What's years. Say, <laughs> but, but the deal is Since the gum. Since he told me to chew it to my heart's content. Then about a year later, I came you back and I go, how like do I decade, get off the no, gum? Probably. And he no, goes, okay. you just stop the gum. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay to continue the gum. You but, start smoking but again. But now, since he started, there's some data that's come in that shows that if you start using nicotine under the age of 15, the probability of you staying off cigarettes is a nearly zero. Really? So they're your actually brain? because your brain changes early on mm-hmm. from the nicotine exposure, and so, so they're replacement actually, therapies is going to be the way to go. Correct. How old were you when you started? I was late thirty. I was 30 fifteen. Years old. So when I you started smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, it was the stupidest thing ever. Did you know that? I thought you, I for sure you were a 12-year-old or something. No, I never <laughs> Did you smoked. chew tobacco or something? No, I never. I was just doing heroin and coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never okay. smoked because my parents both smoked. They smoked at the dinner table. Oh, they smoked right. all the time. My mom used to make me wash the windows behind her chair oh. to get the soot off. Ugh. Right? So I hated cigarettes. Then I'm, I'm dope sick on tour. The drummer in my band goes... And I'm sitting there just shivering, trying to make it to Denver to play the first show. And he goes, if you had a cigarette, you might feel better. And I was like, give me a cigarette. Uh, At 30 years old, I started work? smoking. Oh, yeah. For yeah. like seven <laughs> minutes. Yeah. It does right, work a little bit. Right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Maybe we should use nicotine patches and heroin withdrawal. It's an interesting idea. I would be I, good. I hadn't thought about that. But are you okay today? You're doing I good? feel great. Yeah. How long has it been? Day four, but I've got some patches on. I'm like, I can do this. About, like, I Cindy this. was sitting at the <laughs> breakfast table, like jonesing. I could yeah. see her, like, put another patch on. Are you are you are you uh, worried about eating too much? No. Okay. No. Because that's what a lot of people worry about. Uh, you know what? I'd rather gain five pounds and quit smoking and heal my right. lungs it's than one of die my, of smoking you know, cigarettes. One of my promotions of nicotine gum. One of the side effects is appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Oh, it's one of the absolute effective appetite suppressants out there in fact nicotine gum yeah wow if if if, uh, see i think you could get narcissistic aa people to to chew the gum rather than smoke but if you told them they might lose weight i didn't say nobody say it's the way to i didn't say it's the way to lose weight or a healthy thing to do i said it's an effective appetite suppressant and mike catherwood and i have had long talks about she's if there was a way to do nicotine for a weight loss product, you you would that would work. Nicotine, right. caffeine, green tea extracts. There are things that work, but they're addictive and they're not necessarily healthy. And it's they're, it's it's yeah. dicey. It's very they're expensive. Dicey. The nicotine gum I can tell you is more expensive than cigarettes. Guess why? Because Philip Morris owns right, the patent exactly. on nicotine gum. Oh, is that right? Oh, How crazy. crazy is that? I mean, I believe it. I believe. I it, love actually. it. I tip the hat to. Well, them. let's get back to. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to sex. Emily, what do you want to talk to us about today? What do you oh, think God. About um, let's see. What? Do you imagine sex and recovery, sex addiction? What, what about me? orgasms? Let's up? talk about female I mean, like, orgasms. So okay, wait, Bob. 10 years, sex addiction. Hang on, Bob. Female very, orgasm. Yeah. But female orgasm. Mm-hmm. That's a great topic. A lot of people aren't having them. Oh, yeah. A lot of women aren't at and, all. But a, su- well, a, su- a rather shocking number. You mean during intercourse or just in general? During intercourse, I would say, is well, where the prime well, focus yeah, is I mean, No, wait a minute. That's normal, right? dude. That's 30%. Only 30% of women can have an or, has orgasms dur- during intercourse, typically. And of those 30%, not every time. So it's wow. A, I mean, I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, you didn't, you know, come on. You got to figure this out here. I mean, right. you're good quick. for you. Do you do it quickly? Well, no, but I mean, if I'm not, if, if I'm having sex and it's not happening, I t- tell the guy how to do it. I mean, right. I'm definitely like not like, embarrassed with, to do with that. With intercourse can't have it with intercourse well that's what she's saying, I'm saying. saying uh, no i'm yeah. saying like most women can't because uh, that's because normal bob that's normal can't or can't, can't. cannot cannot 30 percent can sometimes five five or ten percent five or ten percent will have multiple orgasms it starts at penetration. Oh, it wow. Go, I know. That's lucky. Are those women lucky? Are you considering that those well, women are on. lucky? Oh, yeah. yeah. Except those women all find oral sex very uncomfortable. That's they fine. Don't, they it's don't like a trick it. trade off, though. Oh. No, even though I love oral sex. <laughs> if I could have multiples every time a penis went right into my vagina, that would be, be amazing. So <laughs> it's a, it's a different anatomy, it's a different biology. I already okay. know. But the thing is, because most women 
are not getting enough clitoral stimulation yeah. during intercourse. They're just not. Like most positions don't provide it. They're not warmed up enough. There's not enough foreplay. And so they have to say, Do you, you ever know what? think the, the insertion is a little inhibiting to some women too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And not inhibiting to orgasmic function. No, inhibiting orgasmic function. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. women are like, no, I want nothing in there because I have to rub my clitoris. I have to get yeah. the first one out. Get the out, muscles and then, tightened up, whatever. Yeah, and, and then get warmed up. And then maybe I could have a G spot. Like it's all just out of whack because we're just told penetration, penis, and vagina, it's going to feel, it feels amazing to the guys. And I think all this information, you have to remember, is still fairly new. If you think of like when Kinsey was the first person to really start talking yeah. about sex and blowjob, like in the late 50s. So now it's like people are still very. Do you know who the head of the Kinsey Institute is now? Who is it? Ruth Carter. I think her name is Ruth. Ruth, help me up, Susan. She, I did a podcast with her on doctor.com. Just look up Ruth. And she is the, she's an older woman. She is Stephen Porges's wife. You hear me hear about Stephen Porges all the time and yeah. the vagal theory, polyvagal theory. And she is the woman that did the research on the prairie voles. Oh, right. And okay. oxytocin. And she did all that I research. I remember all that stuff. Yeah, and, 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 sure. I, and, and when I, I told people, I was like, fuck, if they mentioned prairie rolls one more time, I'm going to yeah. punch them. But the woman that actually did the research, as usual, it's a little more complicated story than right. than, uh, than everyone tells it. But prairie rolls do bond. Uh, they tend to have monogamous partners. But tend they're like the to. Only, they're like the only And it's not exclusively do, right. so. Yeah. Exclusively. <laughs> like sometimes this is one animal. They get divorced or they get divorced? They cheat. They cheat. They cheat, but mostly they're but monogamous. They get, but but they, they very much feel socially bonded or, you know. In, do wolves, uh, what are the species of, that don't? Wolves bond for life? Swans. Swans. Penguins. Bonobos. Penguins I think so. Don't penguins bond for life? Bonobos cheat. Bonobos don't. Bonobos, bonobos are the ones who cheat. Bonobos yeah. are the ones that always mm. point out, I'm sorry, who cheat. But like, Penguins kind but of the same the thing. thing, though. Penguins, they say, but like they're like, yeah, mostly. But what about yeah. wolves? I don't think wolves. Do. I don't know. Hey, uh, Emily, what about we were talking about female orgasmic function? You now have a pro- you've you've come upon a product that is the the solution to many women's oh. ills. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a solution. There, there's a toy. I'm listening. Okay, there's a toy <laughs> called the Womanizer. Which is a terrible name. <laughs> and so I get, so part of my job is that, like, the, you know, I get a lot of sex toys sent to me, like, like 25 pounds look at like the, a look, week. 25 pounds. You brought in 30 pounds. I did. She was like, what's wrong? I'm like <laughs> toppling up the driveway carrying bags. So the thing about this toy, they're like, we've got this new toy for you to try. It's oh, crazy. Take it off in the market. Oil. God yeah. bless you. God I tell her this thing. I was like, Drew will drink that. Thank you. Um, so I thought, um, and I brought you a prostate play toy, anal Ooh, toy. No, I don't have a kidding. prostate. I did. I'm <laughs> kidding. That's why I didn't do it. Um, okay. So the thing is um, about, oh God, what was I saying? My day. About. Um, Womanizer. Womanizer. So the woman, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. They're like, no, but this is different. You've never, I'm like, I've tried every toy. Like I have a Sibian. I have 18 kinds of rabbits. So they send it to me and I and I try it and it kind of looks like this like sexy ear thermometer kind of it was just kind of weird which se- ears are Yeah, it looks sexy. like the thermometer you'd use to yeah. it does, someone's but ear, it, yeah. It basically it, it target it's it must your target clitoris. exactly. It's got this pleasure air technology that has indirect stimulation to your clitoris. So there's like this it barely touches it but it's just like just enough I, f- I call it the clit whisperer because I feel like if my clitoris could talk, it would be like, this is exactly what I wanted. How did you know? So then I was like, really? This do you toy- have one with to give to her? Oh, do the truth is, in and I've been doing this for ten years. In the last eighteen months, it's sold more than any other toy because it does this uh, this technology. Does it come That's with chrome cool. and black? Or? It comes with like 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 diamonds. It comes with oh uh, Swarovski crystals if you want to go up that oh high. No way! It does. Oh yeah, they sent me one because I reviewed it. Nine months ago, I wrote him a really good review because I really liked it, and it got really, went viral. And the and the head of the company wrote me a handwritten letter from Germany, and he's like, "Thank you from so Germany. much. I so appreciate you supporting this toy." And he sent me the first the Swarovski Germans, crystal one. I mean, like, that's amazing. With all those crystals, though, how do you clean that? I mean, I'm just worried you know about that. You just use sex toy cleaner. That's a great point. It's not in. It's in the What's handle. What's a sex toy cleaner? It's on the handle. Oh, there's a gr- sex toy cleaner is amazing. It's a. I love the one by WeVibe. They make one that comes just like in a spray, and so if you're in your bed, you can just spray it and wipe it off, and you don't have to rinse it with water or anything. Yeah. So, so the Germans brought easier. us the 60 second female orgasm yeah, and, and heroin. Right. That's the. Uh, right. But anyway, the women's cool toy. There's lots of. Here's the thing going back to the female orgasm, which is why we're talking about this. You could use it with a partner. So, what women shouldn't be shy to do is say, you know what? It's not going to happen to me during intercourse. So, I yeah. need some clitoral. Let's bring in this little rabbit vibe or this little clitoral vibe or the womanizer, or I need oral sex or I need more lube. I or, find it very bizarre. Maybe, Bob, maybe you could shed a light on this when men are threatened by technology. I know. Like, oh, yeah. that happens to me. Because they're always worried that it's inadequate in some way. Yeah. Right? That's like this base fear that men, I think, walk around their whole lives thinking many well, of but, them. But and it, I'm not going to please a woman either. But it's, with it's, that it's penis. a surrogate for their self. Right. 
So if that's inadequate, I'm inadequate. Exactly. And so yeah, you're calling absolutely. into question my adequacy. Absolutely. Who the hell do you think right. you are? And it's like, and there's get this, out of yeah, here. It has exactly. nothing to do with Scram, that. Scram, yeah. right? Like yeah. It feels amazing. Like I love that. But look how fun this is going to be too. It's a lot less work for you. And guess what? Men like the vibrations too. It feels good on them. Yep. So it's like... We're not Probably not the here. womanizer, though. That's no, we're not very, very special. Yeah. Strategically. Unless, Unless it's you have a clitoris. Prostate, prostate. Oh, your, your future daughter might like it with the big clitoris. <laughs> be perfect. Oh, my God. Um, you need a bigger... I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I, I'll show you the picture. I have it somewhere. No, it's phone. okay. Believe you. Okay. Well, you make the um, determination. You're a doctor. I'm not good at that. I can it's try. A very, it's elusive. Like, it's like the Rubik's Cube. The, feet, the vagina is like the Rubik's Cube of life to many men. Poor guys. I know, right? It's so hard. It really is. But women have to do a better job. I was raised by four women so i'm pretty familiar with vaginas but, but the other thing that that we'll get into that in a second but the other thing that gets men really screwed up is that they finally figure it out and they go that's how it works but they don't realize that no that's how that that one, one works. right they're no, all different they're all different but yeah. here's here's a different mentality i my dad was really <clears throat> kind of absent in my growing up he worked a lot and whatever i was with three older sisters and my mom who were all coming of age my sisters and they were very sexually active as a late 60s, early 70s. So I was around that world. I remember when Deep Throat came out, my sister mom and my mom went and saw Is it that together. The wrong, Explain what you mean by sister mom. Sister mom's Linda my sister Lovelace, mom. Right? Explain <laughs> what you mean. In case my, it turned out later in life, I found out that my middle sister was my actual natural mother and her parents adopted me. Wow, okay. Right? And she grew up in the house until you know, a few so years. So the guy he called so, dad was not his dad. Okay. It was my grandfather. But he, anyways... So I grew up around women, and one thing that I realized is when I went out into the world, I knew that women were smarter and better and in charge. Oh, and so so I. How did your dad uh, let that get through? He was in the in the thing that we did with her. Yeah. He was very confused, and you know. Oh, how interesting! Like, and so they. I always knew that I've always believed by, in my core that, that women well, give, give I, life. Women a, give life. They're smarter. They're better. They're more in control. The world would be a better place if they were in charge. And, it, it, matriarchal And society. I said this about your dad only because I know him to be an angry, sort yeah, of yeah, hyper-masculine yeah. dude. And, and for him to allow you to get that message, I think, is yeah. pretty evolved. Yeah. And it, yeah, it he, was, he was evolved yeah. in certain ways. It's he weird. He was a great guy. Yeah. But he was just tortured with alcoholism. Yeah, That's yeah. what I look at. Yeah, yeah. He was a master's degree in business. like, And he grew yeah. up in the depression not many people were going to college then yeah you know so um so what i'm saying is i've always looked like i'm i'm supposed to be serving or, or helping or partnering with the with a woman right right sexually men don't look at it that way no. they're in charge right and a lot of young men and hopefully I'm, like i'm saying i know a lot of 50 year old young men well, so do i <laughs> know what i'm saying is i hope that you know men are learning and they don't love lines here's the, podcast, here's like, the weird know, thing typically I think that what it is age. is they actually down deep know that they don't know or feel inadequate right, about their right. penis or how they perform. And they are in their minds, they're supposed to be in charge and know how to do it. And that's where all the ill communication exactly. comes from. And that's what I always talk. You know, I always say communication is a lubrication. Most couples don't know how to talk about sex. They can talk about everything else. When it comes to sex, it's just really uncomfortable, especially yeah. if you've been having sex for a while the same way in certain things and you're like, how do you know, but I wasn't really having an orgasm or I really want to be able to tell them this and I don't want to be threatened. And so there's just tools that, you know, you have it's to... It's so weird when people won't speak up about sex. I know. I, mean, I always speak up but, about it. But I find it bizarre when people don't. More common it. than not though, Drew. I mean, people are I know you're right. us I and they're like, no, on love lines, we're like, for 20 yeah. years, you know, I'm but having I, this problem. I, the stuff I can't have trouble getting in my head about. Right, that's one of those things. You're more evolved, but it's like it seems so weird that you could be that close and intimate with somebody and not kind of speak up a little bit, like right. a little bit. I think there's so doing? much taboo around it. However, you were brought up, it's just wrong. I'm going to be, and women have their own fears. So if I tell you that I can't have an orgasm, something's wrong with me. You're going to go on to a woman who can have orgasms during intercourse. Like there's just so many things in our but heads. There's too. an interesting thing. I'm just thinking about that. I'm going to get a little psychoanalytic a little bit on you guys, which is you know men and their relationship with their penis mm-hmm. and being sort of the big penis in charge that's magical and all powerful and stuff. It's, it's a weird psychoanalytic sort of connection. Women also, and, and it's not evolved, it's not good. I'm not saying there's anything right about it. I agree with you, yeah. Bob. But women, on the other hand, feel that if that magic wand doesn't respond perfectly to them, it's their fault. 
Or they're, oh, the they're inadequate? The not the magic wand vibrate. If they're magic, the man's penis doesn't Is react it to like, them. Like, for instance, he can't receive an orgasm or something. They Even when they know intellectually it's had nothing to do with her. You and I talk to men with delayed ejaculation right. all the time. And we, oh, and, we always and, turn and, it on ourselves. And the women always go, I know, but I can't help but feel blah, blah, blah. Right. He's, so he's not is, attracted to me. This is why it's happening. It has nothing to do, nothing I mean, to do with that. Zero. Right. But what is that? I don't understand that. Well, because women, I think, are so... But you, you know, know, but you know the guy. I, you, you know the guy. May, maybe he has some medication that makes it impossible, and still you'll turn it on yourself. I just think that women are so quick to you be know what I'm low self esteem. I, yeah, I, I think we're so easy, but why? more so than men. We just turn things on ourselves. I think. I, but I even think, if you know this, it's a, it's just. I don't think I knew though when if I. If he didn't know, have a penis, you, you'd blame yourself. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just. We're so maybe it's what we see too on television. I mean, if you watch porn and you you see how it, we're supposed to be the ones that make it all happen, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but look, what, it, let's say I explain to you, hey, this is not going to happen. I'm on a medication; it's not going to be possible. No, it'll be great. But it's not going to be possible. <laughs> Can I just share I a know. story that'll make? Because every time somebody brings up porn, I've never been affected by the way that other people are. If you've ever been on a what does porn, that mean? well. That it's real life. Because on a porn set, I've been on a porn set. Yeah. It's one as of the actor? strangest. Yeah, no, t- not <laughs> as an. You want to know why? Because the house that was shooting the porn in looked like a rehab house, and I was doing a rehab oh. commercial right afterwards. Wow. Got it. That would be How weird. crazy yeah, is that? Yeah, how do you get into oh, the mindset so of both that? <laughs> and, and I was Dr. Drew's guy, so all the girls uh, wanted to talk to time. me. And right. So it is so weird. They have these guys stand in the kitchen. They're all, for one, on the blue pills, whatever those are. Viagra. All the guys Viagra. are. Viagra. And they have fluffers, these people right. that arouse them. Often the guy who I was talking, and he's talking to me while his wife is fluffing him. Mm-hmm. So he can go to have sex on With someone camera. else, right. And he's talking to me about alcoholism in his family, Drew. While this, Perfect. his wife is... And and yeah, and I was in awe of his manhood <laughs> right. and I'm all sure. that was going but on. This is be- but it's all so fake and I know, mechanical and that's, but that's how to most make kids the today. image right. that, yeah, and he's going to go perform right. for 20 minutes. And he's not, not able to ejaculate and he's not coming too quickly. Everything's perfect in there and it's because of her. And, and they she's stop. Sexy, so women they are thinking. stop. It's weird, Drew. Look at this. A girl on the couch, they stop and she the just angle. sits yeah. there yeah. waiting like this. Exactly. It's so. Right mechanical weird yeah, and to provide yeah. our the lies to us exactly and that's what kids they think that you know the first time they have sex they're thinking well why wasn't there six other friends here and why aren't we having an orgy and then no, but how about just orgasm. how full of blood their penis is or anything oh, or how everything not that big or that's how, right how long they can last so it's all do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I absolutely. do. It's all fake. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and, but, but people don't realize that. They think no, those Bob, are people having real it, sex. But Bob, it's been it's designed to give the brain the neurological response systems the ultimate kapow. And because of the diversity of what's out there, you can actually dial in the highest level of reward for your particular whatever's going on with you. Well, ever since I and had so, that experience, I can't really watch it because I always think of that guy talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Then you don't need another addiction. I, I just think about the human trafficking and the trauma right. and, the and the women and stuff. I think, oh, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of problems with porn. Yeah. I mean, I think that for I get it, it's it's built. You know, the reason why it's created is for men, so it's visually pleasing and you know you have an orgasm you enjoy it you master it but it's not technically so anybody should be learning actually how to have sex but I think they that's are. what I'm saying the there's not great sex ed in schools at all they're barely teaching it they're just scaring them by saying it's like the, the bed when they say say no to drugs like say no to sex because you're gonna get an sti but that's not saying like but sex there's you know, there's some other things that it can do too and pleasure and other they're just not they're teaching all the wrong things it's it's fear-based yeah. and it's not comprehensive. And I'm not schools. saying there's anything wrong with porn. No. Like, you know what I mean? No, but I just wonder with it, it's fine. wonder why, because I, I really don't know the answer to that, honestly. Why, why women put it all on themselves when something doesn't I, go I think But it's men something... put it on themselves, too. But the, but them it's about they put it back on the girl. That yeah, you're there's not something wrong with you, right? Enough. There's something. Well, no, no, I think no, no, there's no, a lot no, of no, no, no. I think no, there's no. a lot of that. I, I'm talking about like if a man. Uh, doesn't make a woman have an orgasm, he'll right. put it back on the woman because my thing is perfect. You know? Right. But if he is unable or has delayed ejaculation, usually they'll let you know you about that. Delayed you know, ejaculation. You know That's a big one. And then we put it on ourselves. Yeah, well, like and no matter what he says, 
no matter how he explains what his condition is, no matter what the cause of the condition is, the woman always feels like, oh, yeah. I, well, I think home. I think that self-esteem issues are low-hanging fruit for a lot of women, body image tied up in our performance and our sexuality. And so if something, even something like that is going to is gonna hit it, that's comfortable to us. Like, oh, it's my fault. We want to beat ourselves what up. What are the biggest complaints? These are from people that I know that, that talk to me about it. Girls complain that there's not enough foreplay and cuddling and spooning and mm-hmm. love and that, right? Boys complain there's not enough blowjobs. Right. I always say, start cuddling and doing, you know, th- without even knowing that side of the equation. The girls tell me there's not enough foreplay. Right. That's why they're bored or they don't want to do it. The guys say, she hasn't given me a blowjob in a year or whatever. <laughs> I say, why don't you try cuddling and, and nurturing and loving and spooning and being affectionate? I bet you get a blowjob. Right, Not exactly. only that, Bob, I would urge the young men to start their foreplay with the conversation at dinner. Yep. Because it turns out that in terms of arousal systems in female, intimate conversation activates it. Huge. Right. Huge. You want? Oh, it's right. the biggest for me? Yeah. If I have an intimate, intellectual conversation, it turns me on so much. Yeah. Way more than somebody grabbing my boobs or like right. saying, hey, let's go do this. It's like, I need to have that intellectual yeah. stimulation. Send a sexy and, text too and, if you can't and talk. The, the MRI, functional MRIs bear this out like yeah. crazy. Well, how, how many? How well? Let's get the into other marriage is, then. Well, how many married on. couples are having those kind of conversations? You're having technical conversations about moving kids yeah. around. And right, you have your 401k. And and she moved the country. Yeah, yeah, she stayed in the city, but you're not talking about your sex life and your orgasms yeah. at all. No, it, it has to be paid attention. That's why people obviously need date nights. You need conversation. Yeah. You need to listen. You need to be present. All that kind of stuff is critically important. I went on date nights you with my ex-wife. We talked about schools and. <laughs> See, and you should do and then you know I suggest I mean? you don't no, even totally, know what to talk about on the date night. Right. Listen, I've got but I suggest couples though when they do have date night that like take things out like we're not going to talk about the kids, we're not going to talk about work, we're right. not going to we're going to remember right. the things that's that we used life, to talk about. That's our life. That's our life. How can we not talk about our life? First of all, you have one kid. We we managed to put stuff aside for <laughs> yeah, three. Yeah, they could do it with so three. If we can do it, you can Bob, do it with one. I don't want to hear it. Number two, um there I there's a guy named Steph Steven S T E P H E N Hammond H A M M H-A-M-A-N-N at Emory who has this great functional MRI data about men and women. He, he should really good uh, stuff. Yeah. And he he's really has all the arousal stuff. And Yes, yeah, Stephen Hammond. And I went down there and interviewed him once. I actually got in the scanner myself and had, had myself, my own stuff done. And um, he showed that women, it, it lateralizes a little bit, but the amygdala activity and the arousal activity in women is actually even more intense, particularly when looking at certain kind of images and stuff but they don't have desire and appetitive drive attached to it. Men, arousal and drive always go together. Right. Always. In sync. And, and women can actually be more aroused, and this is why a man can understand this, can be more aroused but have no intent. And so they're having huge arousal. They're like, I really like how the guy looks. And that's why we go, well, what do you mean? Because we assume that means intention, desire. Yeah. Disconnected. And most women, not all women, by right. the way. So. That's true. Like he's coming in saying, I- I'm all turned on. I want a blowjob right now. And she's like, I didn't even see you come in the door. Like I was in the middle of, you know, finishing up this email here. We're not turned on yet. We're not even thinking about it. But Absolutely. men are just, they thought about it and they were turned on like that. And so that's why we say, you know, foreplay is not like a light suggestion. It's absolutely a requirement. <laughs> like we, we actually need it, we require it. And if you could do it by talking, telling, you know, aff- affirming, telling just, me what you Just, you, you know, every guy that heard about the womanizer is like, oh, perfect. Let's just the go right to that. Exactly. Let's go right to the womanizer. Exactly. Yeah, go to the womanizer. Well, that no, that's too oh, fast, right? Isn't it? What? A, oh. a guy would think, oh, perfect. We'll just put the womanizer on. That's what he thinks is foreplay. Right. Isn't that is that not little, foreplay. Okay. That's more for her own thing. No. Foreplay is, you know, it can be conversation. Um, it can be dinner. It can be all these things, sexy texts about what you're thinking about, what you want to do later. But it's, you know, ki- it's intimacy. It's kissing. Mm-hmm. It's foreplay. It's, you know, yep. it, I mean, it's, uh, you know, oral sex. I'm like pointing. Oral yeah. sex, you but, know. But we, have to, but we have to keep in mind that's not how our brains work. Right. So we have to, it just completely like, Like huh? you're ready to go, right. Because you know, you've, you've all, this, all this time thought foreplay meant some kind of touching. No. It, it certainly doesn't mean genital touching. No. Foreplay. Not, I'm not talking about that. Just saying. But I didn't know it was so much language oriented. Foreplay starts after the last orgasm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it should, right? I'm just saying they give you time. I don't know. You have tons of well, time. Well, now I'm, I'm starting to put two and two together because I'm in a new relationship this year and uh, you know, it's new from oh. April, right? Wow, so, and she's having, and you're having a baby. Yeah. yeah. This is so interesting. So, okay. Yeah, I go. I wow. go. Yeah, I've only got 25 time. more you're years so, you're left. You're so efficient. Yeah. So, 
So um, it's one word for I realized we had these deep intellectual conversations downstairs in the dining room sometimes at night. And then she'll go walking by me to the stairs and go, are you going to come upstairs? And I was like, well, the basketball's on. <laughs> oh, you're missing your I'm cue. I'm missing my cue. You are missing, you are missing cue. the cue. She, yeah. Dude, turn off the game. We're just tape talking. We're just talking. Right, talking we is so that. sexy. Like, Why do you think we always want to talk? You know? It's true. Like our brain, our brain's the largest sex organ for women. A lot of women. Like it comes, starts there. Like I was being honest, too. Because no, I, I think that she's so saying, I'm feeling, love but I didn't know the talking is making her feel yes, that way. Well, I yeah. thought we, that, we can't speak that for, she's starting to her. feel that way. You should ask her. I'm going to ask her no. as soon as this I get home. This is such a good conversation. And, yeah. and, and when they're pregnant, it's, it's amplified. Everything's right. amplified because they feel vulnerable. They feel emotionally intense. All those needs are worse. And they may feel more sexual on top of that. Yeah. And she might want to, she might hate you the next day and be, you know, everything. Not your clothes out. Not yet. She describes feeling sad. Oh, and I go, what does that really mean? What does it mean? Progesterone right, is very depressing. I'm right here. Just the other day, I said, I'm right here. Dude, and I was dude. holding her and she goes, oh, I just good. feel sad. The, first of all, all emotions are amplified, but progesterone is a depressant for some women. And her, her placenta is pumping out shitloads of progesterone. Yeah, her hormones are going what haywire. Is sad, though. How's that a way to describe it? Wouldn't Hormone. you feel empty? No, sad. Makes sad. What's sad? I don't get Depressed. It. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I'm always that. Yeah, okay, but she's I'm the only person who <laughs> is pregnant here. Yeah, let the pregnant okay, yeah, one thank you, about. Susan. Okay. What is sad when Chrissy describes I'm sad for no reason? Well, she gets angry about it because it's for no reason. Well, that's, that's just your, your hormones are raging and you're extremely emotional on every level. But sexually, I never had the drive before I was pregnant. Like it just... I. My breasts became larger. I felt really sexy. And I wasn't allowed to have sex for the first three months. So it was really, really difficult because wow. we couldn't do anything because it would put me into labor. I, well, at first, my ovary was the size of a grapefruit. But yeah. I'm really unusual because I had three at the same time. So right. <laughs> I had like three times as many hormones as... Oh, oh, really? But did you eventually want, after the first three months, did you Oh, want yeah, sex? I wanted sex every day. Oh, I see, okay. I sex. And I, before that, I really could care less. But right. um, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it was the hormones. Not enough talking. It was fun getting pregnant. Probably true. Probably true. Uh, no, but but was seriously, it then. was it was really such a huge difference. It's almost like I feel now on hormone replacement right. therapy because I have extra progesterone and I have extra estrogen now that I didn't have before. So right. I'm. It's it. You're more male like. But you have that emotional side where yeah. everything smells terrible, and because you're protecting the baby, you don't you don't want to be around right. noxious, that are anything noxious stimulus, any noxious. Your stimulus body just completely changes, and it's just to protect the baby. Yeah. But sexually, I did. I really wanted to have sex. It was yeah. really painful. There not you being go. Yeah. yeah. The forest, it got worse the third forest and the Pinskys aren't that far apart. No, no. Third trimester got a lot worse too. I have a question. So how do we find the happy medium to make the men happy? You know, uh, that's what I was trying to say. Because it's difficult. Like I, that was a struggle for me. Like I needed all this intellectual conversation, right. all this stuff. And then, you know, my husband was totally different. And, and it feels like we couldn't find that balance where we were both getting our, me- our needs met. Right. But you know? weren't you I mean, early on temporary. in the relationship? Weren't you, do, weren't you somehow doing it? Well, early on, it's different early on though because you just want to have sex every day. It's a great Emily question. Yeah, well, evolutionary six months to twelve months, two years. You're you're in the honeymoon phase, so you're not you've nothing to talk about because all you want to do is rip each other's clothes off, and sex is amazing, and you're connected. But you know, biology, everything changes after two years. The the chemicals that were serving you before are no longer. You become more set in your way. The things that all the things that made it exciting, the novelty, the newness, the excitement, the spontaneity, go away when you start pairing with somebody. And you don't have those elements that made it so hot and sexy in the beginning. You start to settle in your routine and you don't really want to have as much sex anymore. But the problem is you think, but it was so great and now I don't want to talk How about it. How much of that is cohabitation? A lot of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. But it's cohabit because what you can do, you could cohabitate and say, I understand that this means that we're going to have the day-to-day. It's going to be more monotonous. 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 There won't be. I know You're that. trying to say monogamous, but you no, can't. No, but both. But <laughs> it's going to get, you know, it is. It's going to be the same things every day. And I say, like, you know what? Make those adjustments. Like, you still have to do your work to keep it as interesting and as sexy. And a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of a, a new, um, keep some of the mystery. So why go to the bathroom with the door open? You need to really do all these things in front of your, I mean, I know it sounds silly, like I'm not no, saying that's true. No, I believe that. You I still want to, you know, sexy, you still want to do things that make you feel sexy, which in turn your partner we turned on by. But in your case, Cindy, like I'm not sure, did you guys ever 
Because how do you reconcile? Every couple's got their own thing. So really it's about having an honest conversation like, well, this is what I need. Like I need more talking and I'd like to have sex a few times a week and this kind of thing. And then he says what he needs. I need 16 blowjobs. You're like, that's not going to, and you kind of find common <laughs> ground. Like, where that's do you find it? Right. Where do you find that's it? It's not yeah, going to work. Just, I like how you said that. You there has to be, work. really, there has to be I compromise. my job, maybe. It's all compromise. But yeah. some of it is being very clear and courageous about what you reveal about yourself and, and educating each other about one another. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if the the conversation is critical, you got to tell them. Look, this may not make sense to you, but this is really something we need. Can we just factor that in somehow? At least two out of the three times, right? Something right, like that, right? You know, and then you then you're going to say, okay, I'm going to what I'm going to do that that third time is I'm going to step up even when I'm not aroused yet. I'm going to figure out a way to. Right. Just That's make what this I mean. Happen. Yeah, it's like figuring right. out how to meet meet each other's yeah. needs that way. Exactly, it's and it's a matter of talking about it. You know, and again, these people think these conversations have to be so heavy. And I, I, my advice is always keep it a little lighter. It doesn't yeah. have to be like we need to talk. Oh no, no, you know, yeah, it's like, no. hey, you know, sex is have a good sex. It's a good time. And here's some things I thought we could work on. Hey. You know, you do, you try, because it is such a charged subject. It is true. And the other thing about a lot of women who don't, who report like they don't want to have sex, I always say it's like going to the gym. Sometimes the hardest part is getting out the door, right? Yep. Like getting your shoes on. But once you go, you're like, oh, and you're never like, God, why do I go to the gym? And a lot of times for women who don't feel turned on right away, once they start having sex, they're like, oh, I'm into it. I get it. So you just kind of start more. That's that the one time you step up and do you it. That's the okay, step I'm up a, time. I have that's faith that I'll be, I'll be into this. Or if I'm that. not, I'll be able to tell him I'm not too. That's yeah. the other thing. You, if it really doesn't work, you have to be able to go, eh, right. I tried, but I just can't. Candles. I want some this. emails. I, I'm, I, she's got all these gifts here. I'm like digging through. Oh, is, oh, you want emails? I want some emails sent in about sex because we right, want to talk right. about more oh, than just I, addiction and well, I'll come back. Well, it yeah. was emails. I mean, yeah. Sexy. Yeah, we need you some emails. Get a lot do, of sex, do, a, do a Druism asking for emails. Ask, well, whatever okay. topics you want. You want? You mean, you mean you want more? I want people to email in about sex because I think right. sex and is... And then we'll have Emily back? Yeah. He's like, yes or no? Sex is not talked about enough openly because okay. men well, men are defensive jesus i've been doing a radio show for 34 30 years, years about yeah. Yeah. But but that's, i always think of what it it, it kind of is about teenage sex it's not about adult sex no it's it's evolved over the years originally it was about hiv and aids because i yeah. knew what young people were up to and i wanted them to be aware it was coming then it became about adolescent health and things and then it became about drugs and alcohol and it's sort of evolved into right. more global questions but i just think this was a conversation like needs to be had right. by my friends and my friends wives right. and needs to be like normalized and yes. it's not they're not it's uh, love lines is a little more evocative a little more edgy. Well, i do this on podcast more, you should sex with emily i've been doing it for 10 years yeah, emily I does mean, all the time. Yeah. she's all the time. way into this but she has a candle now oh okay so, so well, I'm not, no, this is a present for bob so i oh, make these massage you. candles oh, and they are aromatherapy they're pregnant, they're pregnant emily safe. Pregnant, oh, they're so pregnant safe it's coconut oil so they're vegan except for the beeswax part but the point is you light it and it's calming and soothing and then you blow it out after a few minutes it turns to this like warm, luxurious massage wow. oil Ooh. that you can put in. It's not oh like, but it's not like waxy or sticky or weird. Just it's oily. Just, it's like oil. And I use it nice. like on my skin as a moisturizer okay. at night. And, um, thank you, thank you. And that was, I have something else for you that, so not that organized in these things. This but, thing? but keep pulling stuff out. I want, the woman, I want the womanizer okay. to see what it does to my penis. But, um, <laughs> <I> want, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that was for Susan. We could open that. That's not, we could, well, we could, but we yeah. I'll give it to Susan. Here, I'll throw it to Oh, you. don't. It might break. It might oh, be a womanizer. It might be glass. You never know. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I've Acrylic. seen one of those glass ones. Um, what else is in there? That's and it. And then I have... No, there's more. Okay, I have another bag over there. Oh, you have a whole huge bag here. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so hard, though, because I just... My is car is a, usually filled with sex. What kind of bag is that? That's a big black bag. No, but what company made Easter it? Bunny? Oh, um, the best I don't know. Easter presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this reason because it's Easter, so I bought you a rabbit. <gasps> oh yes, thank you so much. That's um, called Sugar Pop. That's from Vibratex. Oh, you do? Oh, I thought that you did. Okay. I've never had a rabbit. What is it? She's disappointed. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> you need, need this. You gave me this already. No. I'm getting divorced. I need this more than I you. I heard. I was. <laughs> I like that one. Well, wait. I thought that you needed something like that. I can't talk to your husband Let me see what it is. Things, though. I have one. It's a rock. Oh, she, has, a, she, has, she likes the. I got a rock. You want the right the Okay. <laughs> At least it's hard. I, I wasn't sure. Okay. <laughs> I have one for you. The um, Rave by WeVibe is, but it vibrates, but you don't have to turn the vibrator on. Okay. I know what you want. We'll work on it. Plenty of stuff. Um, oh, thank you. It's yeah, sure. like Santa Claus. I know. It well, is. Easter. And then, um, okay, well, did I bring enough these? I want my mic out, you guys, my t shirts. Oh, but Drew, I don't know if I have. The, I, had, right. I didn't have big size. Ooh, look okay, at that. What Good size? For you. I have my um, sex with Emily t shirts. Yeah, I'll take it. 
I brought one for you too. And but see, we don't have extra large. We have large, but I think they run. Is that that's, that's medium? Big. Right? Open that that's up. Big. Show. Show. I want to uh, see what Cindy it says. says on the back. Wait, turn on it on the back. It says, it says, "I had sex with Emily, and all I got was this T-shirt." <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. I brought one for Susan, and I brought one for you, but I think it okay. fell in the car. That's right. I have a large for you, but I think a large will f- whatever. Then my T-shirt. And then work I have perfect. um. What else do I have? I have stuff in my car. I always have stuff, but that's some stuff I thought you'd like for. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. You're okay. a, so Emily, this is for. Can we assume that a lot of sex toys are for the ninety percent? Or for the night, like anyone would like this. For the ninety percent who don't have orgasms from intercourse. Oh yeah, course. yeah, absolutely. Right. Or yes, I think that sex toys. Well, can even but it. even the ones who, who can or alone. That well, wanna... there's a certain person close to me that is one of part of the ten percent that is able to do so easily. That's why that's Chrissy, and so she doesn't like these things. She says it's better. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. The people the the ten percenters. Right. Don't need a lot of yeah, this but, stuff. But they could use they could use the dildos though. Yeah, and everyone should use lube. You know, I'm a fan of lube. <laughs> lube is so underrated. I'm telling you, people think that there's like a stigma. Again, men think if it's dry, discomfort. No, it feels really more women are like an orgasm when they have one. I just want to say, woman to woman, I just totally appreciate what you do because Thanks. these discussions really need to be oh, yeah. had in an open environment oh, where yeah, people that feel needs comfortable. To be, that's what I do. That you gotta needs come to be sexy like eyes. That does look German. What is that? That, that looks the prostate. That's the prostate no, this is the Apex oh. M. That's the Apex M, which is the most amazing thing ever yeah. because it's it's a Kegel exerciser for women. Who, but, but it's dug deep up where the really the, the yeah that looks like a medical is. instrument. No, but it, well, has a, it, it was kind of is. it's I mean, electrostimulation. You don't. I mean, it is a med- for medical. It's a medical treatment. I thought that no. was the womanizer. No, 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 no there's no, no. the womanizer there's over here. Okay. It should be Christmas. We have to do a Christmas special. We open up. We should Emily's sex toys. I, I know. It's a great idea. I know. I wanted to bring. I was like, I'm like, what are they? I, so many to bring it's so little time so the Apex M you can get it in control medical or at doctor.com and it really is the reason I'm excited about it is it avoids surgery oh Oh. you get it there's the womanizer I get it I know where this goes It, it, exactly. it hovers over your clitoris like a like a little All right, enough lovely clitoris. Let's talk about medical problems. Oh, let's Why talk about the kegels. No, this, like the... okay, listen, but you put, you, it, it's electrostimulation. Keep going. Go ahead. Electrostimulation. Yeah. So you put these, this inside you. It inflates. So every woman, a lot of women do kegel exercises, but they do them wrong. Um, it's like those pee-stopping muscles. Same way as the men find it. But this actually, you put it inside you and it inflates, okay? So you put so you it inside. push against so it. So it pushes, so it targets yeah. it, your does, PC it, muscles But it does more perfectly. than just PC. It, it, up and, this stuff here, this electrostim right. thing is so for the uh, way up, it. way yeah. up in the and vagina. and this stimulates, it's electrostimulation, but it doesn't like, it sounds scary, no, but it feels amazing. No, this is not sexually stimulating. This it is stimulates just, your muscles, yeah. so you that's, really don't even have to, you can just lie back and it's already working your muscles for you, which is like if someone, you could go to the gym and someone could like do your setups for you. Well, but I know people are sort of, they think of those abdominal stimulators those really don't do that no much. what i'm saying is because, i wish it could work out for me but this because is a these workout are, this is about the smooth muscle smooth muscle is different than skeletal muscle i don't know and just something about it's not sexy it's not supposed it's a, well, to be it's, it's supposed, supposed to be it's a medical device it's so, so women yeah. can have stronger orgasms they can prevent urinary they can cure urinary anything that involves a, a vagina is sexy drew oh well so, then here so that on. should be black <laughs> it should be have fun editing this yeah, oh my god uh, where do you get incontrolmedical.com Apex yep. M you can get that at doctor.com probably sexwithemily.com sexwithemily.com yeah. too alright so Emily wrap it up for us what, where can we find you where, what can people um, I'm learn say, yeah, from you everyone check out my podcast it's at uh, everything's at sex with Emily we just launched a new website I also if you're interested in Kegels I do have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp and uh, I um, you know I do my show two podcasts a week subscribe that's the best way to hear it and I cover topics at all range of sex and relationships you can email me your questions feedback at sexwithemily.com and um, yeah we post new blogs my site is 10 years of sex information on it so anything you might know about will sex will you be a part of our live this life at the improv oh yeah we just <laughs> I, these two wanted yeah. to do we decided the three of us would do maybe something the improv maybe be part of that I love too. it yeah, yeah. We, I love doing improv we do Emily have done stuff like that a we couple of times two, we have yeah, done two or three of the improv times. he came yeah. to my 10 year anniversary yeah Totally. Be it worried. The improv has become not just a comedy show, but a place where the people have sort of podcasts. Yeah, Karana was there last yeah. night. My Karana, yeah. Yeah, did you see it? Did you go? I did. How yeah. was did it? you go? He was good. He was good. Yeah, I did go. I was supposed to go, but I was speaking at a 12-step meeting in Malibu that I thought was going to be like, it was at a school, so I thought, oh, it'll be in a classroom. It was in the auditorium that I walked in. There was <gasps> like 500 people. Oh, there. no. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. But I know how to tell a story. Good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I, know I would love to come hear you chair a meeting someday. <laughs> <Right>. I bet <laughs> it it's was, fantastic. It was something. Talk about sister yeah. mom always gets a laugh. Oh. It always, it just never stops getting a laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, there's nothing not funny about a sister mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's not funny? We about all laugh. It has a Mormon right. tinge to it. It has so many aspects awesome. of comedy. So let's right. do do this at the improv. All right, we got to wrap this up. I mean, Emily, thank you, thank you for being a part of this. It's always fun. Thank and we'll you have for you back me. soon, and we'll do more more gifts. <laughs> and Cindy, thanks for sticking around to another podcast. Send your yeah. emails. Send your emails. Yeah, my, Bob wants more questions about sex and relationships, which I'm happy to entertain. In addition, because again, the the idea behind this podcast was uh, about the this life, whole life. Yeah, and All we, of we life. obviously we have a perspective. We're doing a lot of addiction stuff here because that's just he and I are passionate about that. But we want to get a little more. You know, Cindy very broadened us out. Emily's broadening us out into other topics, and uh, we really do appreciate their participation and yours as well. And remind you, just please do support the people that support us. Um, yeah, Doctor. dot com. Check, click the Amazon banner. Also at thislifepodcast. dot com. And uh, some of these products we talk about, we we carefully select who we who supports us, and we try to make sure that they're actually good. So hopefully you'll uh, they will do good, and we hope to do the same. So we'll see you next time. Conversation is community. Good night. Can you feel the beat when you're with me? One love.